Hello, my name is Costa McCreese, and I'm the founder of ETLetstalk.com, the ETLetstalk.com community, the People's Disclosure Movement, and the People's Love Alliance. I'm pleased today to be a part of the Ultimate Star Beings Conference, and I want to thank Portal to Ascension, as well as the all the other amazing producers that made the gathering possible today. I have two questions right off the bat. What on earth is going on, and where are we today? Many people feel that the future of life on earth is in peril from which there is no immediate escape. They feel powerless and, and that they are the only ones who maybe care, or maybe a few of their friends, and that nothing can be done to change the seeming destructive course that we're on. We feel that it's just ourselves and a few of our friends that care about the multiple global threats. The global mass media overwhelms us with news about all that is failing in our world. So what can we do about all of this? What perspective can we have? What hope is there? The goal here today is to offer some hope. I'll be presenting information about two global people-powered movements that are gaining more and more adherence every day. These are the People's Disclosure Movement and the People's Love Alliance. The working premise of these two movements is that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And I might add that where there is no action, the people perish. The People's Disclosure Movement and the People's Love Alliance are two sides of the same coin, you might say. The goal is to create a golden age of Gaia, a golden age of Earth, a new Earth which goes by many, many names. There are people all over the world who are envisioning this and have talked about it in ancient texts uh, going back a long time. We are at that point now where it is entrusted to us to create this golden age as best we can. This age can involve, but is not limited to, uh, free, abundant, limitless, non-polluting energy, an end to disease, universal justice everywhere, an end to poverty, and so much more. Over the next few minutes, I will be describing more in detail about the People's Disclosure Movement and the People's Love Alliance and hoping to inspire you and show you with some evidence about how each of them in their own realms is creating a better world and are actually synergizing with each other. Moreover, I hope that you will be inspired to become active in some way in one of these two movements. So this is not just a spectator sport, it's a participatory sport. Now, having said all that, I do like to say that uh, everybody has a story who has made it this far in, in caring about uh, things like such as disclosure and the emergence of love on planet Earth. I'll begin with uh, the People's Disclosure Movement, because uh, in the many years that I've been doing networking on behalf of the People's Disclosure Movement, I have heard so many stories from people all over the world about how they got interested in disclosure. Uh, they had a UFO or UAP, if you will, um, encounter that uh, changed their lives. Uh, maybe it happened in childhood or later on, but in so many cases, 
people had to stuff the experience. They could not talk about it, uh, share it in some way with uh, th those closest to them in, in so many cases. And so this movement in recent decades has been an opening up, uh, an emergence of people standing up, coming out of that uh, UFO, UAP, ET closet, you know, and telling their stories and forming communities. And that's what the People's Disclosure Movement is about. What I'd like to share with you now uh, is a very typical story of, of how myself and, and my wife, Hollis, got to this point of being involved uh, in this movement. We have our own story. So here's a little clip to, uh, uh, to I hope, entertain you and share what happened to us along the way that resulted in us having this conversation right now. Please give a listen and a watch. Hello, I'm Costa Macris. And I'm Hollis Polk. I am the founder of ETLetstalk.com and the ET Let's Talk community and the People's Disclosure Movement. I am clairvoyant and I teach members of the community how to enhance their own psychic abilities so that they can have better and more complete contact. Everybody has a story about how they came to be interested in connecting, contacting uh, star people. This is our origin story. I grew up in the American Midwest in the 60s at a time when there was high interest in, uh, in NASA in the space program. I also was interested very much in astronomy and in science fiction. So my mind was always turned to, to the sky and to the narrative there and to a, a love of uh, the great mysterious um, unknown. And it was not until about I was uh, maybe 10 that I picked up my first book on, on UFOs and boy, was I smitten. Uh, this was a, a paperback that had uh, pictures back before there was photoshopping of what looked like actual uh, classic uh, dome shaped or rather uh, saucer shaped domed objects that uh, people were encountering back in those days. And so I became very, uh, very interested. And unfortunately, or no. And so I became very interested in the topic, but I set aside that interest in order to pursue what I call a conventional life of uh, going to university, getting a computer science degree in mathematics and uh, coming out to California uh, later on in order to pursue a nearly lifelong career as a software engineer in the Silicon Valley. And along the way, uh, like most of you, I had what we consider a, a normal life, got married, got divorced, got remarried, um, and had to have two adult children. And so therefore, all that changed in 2006, when I encountered uh, a lot of information about the UFO UAP star people community of, of that time. It was like drinking from a fire hose, but I did discover that there were people who were teaching and making contact with, uh, with star people, human initiated contact. Now this was something new and I wanted more of that. And so uh, because it was close by to, to my home, I decided to spend a week in learning how to to make this kind of contact and just see what would happen. I had a little bit of fear uh, because I had been programmed like 
many people out there by by the the movies in, of, of Hollywood that depicted uh, um, aliens as most most usually most. I had been affected by the movies that came out of Hollywood, which depicted aliens as being uh, totally evil, corrupting, and manipulative, and had no good intentions toward the human race. So some of that was in me. However, there was a lot that was genuinely interested and excited to find out what there might be out there, and this was my chance. So I mentioned to uh, my wife, Hollis, say, hey, this sounds like a really cool, different kind of thing to do. Uh, would you like to come and spend the week uh, learning how to make contact with star people with me? Before I answer that question, let me back up and say, as a kid, I was a NASA geek. I followed every single shot that led up to the lunar landing, and I was really into it. Not into astronomy, astrology, uh, didn't read about UFOs, didn't read any science fiction, but very into the technicality of it, which is why I got an engineering degree. Anyway, fast forward, um, when Costa said to me, do you want to come with me? I said, no, I'm busy. I have a business to run and go have a good time. I believe all this. Um, again, to back up a little bit, my dad had given me chariots of the gods when I was about 10. And so I was very open to the idea that there had been star visitors here. And I had seen the same things Costa had seen recently. And I was very open to the idea that they were still coming. But like I said, I had a business to run. Wasn't a priority for me. It wasn't real in my life. Yeah, I remember her specifically saying, uh, what's this got to do with my life? And I had to agree. Uh, I couldn't answer that at the time. So she had said to go have fun. And uh, those were wonderful words to hear. And so I did. Well, during that week uh, of learning how to make contact every night, how to identify what was real in the sky in terms of uh, human made or something explainable versus what was anomalous and needed more explanation and more uh, observation and experimentation. During that week, I had experiences every night with a group of people making human-initiated contact and actually getting results that we knew were not of earthly origin. Now, it was my practice to talk to Hollis every morning to, to uh, tell her about the previous evening's experiences. There was always something different happening, and I was excited to interrupt her morning coffee and, uh, and tell her what I had seen. And, uh, you know, she listened and uh, kept supporting me and was open-minded about what was happening. Well, I want to say along about maybe the fourth morning when I made my, uh, my phone call to Hollis, just before I could start telling her what I had seen the night before, she stopped me and said, um, wait, I have a story for you. And I thought, what could be more exciting than what I saw? But... I knew her well enough that if she was saying that to me, it was time to shut up and listen. And, and I'm glad I did. And so this is her part of the story of what happened. So before I tell the story, I wanna preface it by saying none of this was psychic. Well, a little bit of it. Uh, but what I saw, I saw with my physical eyes. Okay, so I'm sitting in bed reading, you know, before I go to bed as one does. 
and eh, I was getting tired. It was time to go to bed. So I closed up the book. I put it on the nightstand. I turned out the light. And as I turned back around to like scooch down to go to sleep, my eyes adjusted uh, to the dark. And I should say, I have very, very good night vision. And as I was sitting there, I noticed there were four little beings standing around the foot of the bed looking at me with maybe a fifth one behind who was less material, but these four were definitely there. And, and like, nobody had told me this could happen. So that was, but, but the thing is, there was just waves of love coming off them that I could feel, you know, you know how, when you pet a cat or you hold a puppy to you, you feel the love in the, it was like that, or somebody you, even a human you love, it was like that, but they were at the foot of the bed, just waves of love. So I couldn't be afraid, but I was still totally shocked. So I sat there and I hear telepathically this very sweet voice. Who are you? What? You know, and, and I was shocked. I, I was so shocked that my mind went blank. My mind doesn't ever go blank. And I sat there for what seemed with blank mind for what seemed like forever, but was probably, you know, 10 or 15 seconds. And then I thought to myself, I should ask them something. What do I ask? And the only thing I could think of is where are you from? Better question would have been, how'd you get here? But it was the best I could do at the time. So where are you from? I, and I'm thinking this, right? Cause I've had this telepathic, who are you? So telepathically, where are you from? And I hear very slowly in my mind, Arcturus. And I had never heard of this before. Remember, not interested in astronomy, nothing, or astrology, nothing. So this word shows up in my mind. Oh, and I should describe them for you. They were three and a half to four feet tall. They were like a translucent white, um, kind of large heads for the skinny necks and narrow shoulders that they had. Um, and because they were standing around the foot of the bed, I couldn't really see past below what was probably their waist. So I, I assume they were bipedal but I don't actually know that. Um, they had arms, but I didn't see hands because again, bed. Um, so anyway, I hear this thing, you know, the, the Arcturus, and we stared at each other some more and then they just faded away. That was the whole thing. I thought, okay, that was weird. And then it was like, what do I do? Yeah, I guess I better just go to sleep. So I went to sleep and the next morning I told Costa. And it, what amazes me is uh, I think a lot of people would have been up half the night, you know, processing and dealing with this. But yeah, knowing Hollis, it's like, OK, uh, she's been a professional clairvoyant for more than 30 years. And I've think. seen a lot. Psychically. She's seen a lot and dealt with a lot. So it's like, OK, something strange, which ha what's happened, has happened. Um, I need to sleep. I'll deal with it in the morning. <laughs> so I mean, it's but, real. But yeah. And, and the thing is, it wasn't scary. So why would I stay up? Yeah. And very practical. Of course, you know, hearing all this, which I didn't expect, especially from my uh, I'm all business, what's it got to do with me wife telling me this out of the blue uh, was pleasantly shocking. I stammered something. Congratulations, I think. And then said to her, um, well, actually, which it was her saying to me. 
next year, I'm coming with you. Yes. And so everywhere we talk now uh, to audiences, I always want to, as I'm going to do now, thank our Arcturian friends for showing up in the way they did, which was a, a lovely, compassionate, um, I think exciting, unexpected way uh, to someone who could accept them and whose mind was changed about wanting to, to learn more about how to make this kind of contact. Thank you, friends. Uh, they made that possible. And you know, of course, over the years, Hollis and I have had a lot more experiences um, along these lines and others, which, uh, which have, have de delighted us. But that's our origin story. Everybody gets started with something. And this certainly changed the course of my life. And mine too. Yeah. And that's why we're having this conversation right now. Thank you for listening. Let's talk about the People's Disclosure Movement. It is the world's largest, most widespread, interactive, human-initiated contact between humans and star people who are visiting on our Earth. Now, we all know that in the UFO, UAP field, we have had seven decades of uh, government cover-up and, and lies and deceptions about these experiences that millions of people have had. Well, the People's Disclosure Movement aims to bring the power back to the people. So many people in this uh, field of UFO, UAP, are waiting for a, a government or some kind of um, institutional authority to make an announcement, waiting for a prime minister, a, a president, a premier, to hold that press conference and make the announcement that uh, we, in fact, have been and are being visited and interacting with star people. Well, how's that working out? Yes, there have been little leaks, and they're always kind of posed as, not kind of, but they are posed as, as threats. There is an unknown out there. They go so far as admitting that. But again, it's couched as a threat. Well, most of us know, having had our own contact, that no threatening things have happened. And so the People's Disclosure Movement is all about, you guessed it, a people's disclosure. We take the power back from authorities and we become knowers instead of just believers by making our own contact with this phenomenon, with non-human intelligence, with star people, and knowing for ourselves what is going on. So in that way, the future belongs to us even though the past may have been dominated by the cover-ups that have been foisted on us. So this is really a positive movement. It's a positive vision of ordinary people, everyday people like yourself and myself, making our own contact and being a part of this movement and becoming part of a community and joining with others so that our activities are actually synergized. The People's Disclosure Movement has a million people at least, in more than 100 countries all over the earth. Now, this movement was founded in 2010, and there's an interesting story there. Uh, at that time, when uh, I was wondering what could be done uh, about giving more power to the people and steering it away from what uh, the, the narrative that uh, authorities were, were foisting upon us, Star People Intelligence uh, had a simple request when I asked, well, what can be done? They asked that 
we create as many ET contact teams as possible in as many places as possible, as quickly as possible. This would give them human free will and a human request to appear in many more cities um, in front of humans. Uh, they literally said they wanted to show themselves in more cities around the planet. And I thought, this is a wonderful thing, uh, but what's, uh, what's the end game for all of this? And they said that as more humans requested their presence, wanted to interact with them, that would give them even more permission to show up in more places where even more humans would see them, resulting in even more permission to show up in even more places. You kind of get the picture that uh, this is what they call a virtuous circle. And so the end game, they said that someday a tipping point would be reached when so many people globally had encountered them, seen them, had telepathic messages, etc., that it would then moving forward be impossible for any kind of authority to cover up their presence ever again. Well, they said that in 2019, uh, that tipping point did come. And now our people's disclosure movement as a result is, uh, and this is the image that uh, was communicated to me, uh, our people's disclosure movement is like a snowball rolling downhill that cannot be stopped. So just imagine that you, me, we are a part of a movement unlike the earth has ever seen. And it's growing, growing more and more every day. And the end result will be someday conditions will be right. And I'll talk about that a little bit more when I talk about the People's Love Alliance. But conditions will be right where full open contact between these many civilizations and human beings is totally possible. And they want to partner with us and co-create the golden age of Gaia that I've talked about before. So this is really a partnership. There's an end goal in sight, and there's a role that everybody can play. And it's just as simple as pulling out your lawn chair, learning how to make contact with them, requesting their assistance, their mentorship. Because here's something, they have asked that uh, we not think of them as gods, but instead consider them as family, as elder brothers, sisters, and cousins. So that is a framing that most of us are familiar with. If we have a problem, we often try to, try to turn to someone who may be a family mentor, someone who's been down the road a little bit further, who's had a little bit more experience and might have some advice on how to best deal with some problem. And as you know, we humans have a lot of problems here on earth, but the star people are willing and joyous to share their solutions with us if we but ask. They are allowed now, uh, contrary to the uh, the doctrine of not interfering, uh, the, the prime directive that many people are familiar with that, that was in place. They've stated recently that that doctrine no longer applies for the situation, the dire situation that we're in right now on earth because it is so dire. They are allowed to work with us way more fully than ever before. And it still requires our free will to reach out and ask. So the People's Disclosure Movement is doing that daily, weekly, monthly. And we've been doing that for almost 12 years at this point. And that's how the movement has grown. 
our teams are all over the planet and we are building more and more of them every day. I invite people who want to be part of this kind of contact to learn. It's easy uh, to come to etletstalk.com and to register as a free member. And that way become part of this growing community that is really shaping our future now. So there you have it. Those are our marching orders and they are joyous orders because we have this incredible help from star civilizations that most likely have been in the situation we're in and have conquered their worst instincts to survive and then to thrive and to go into space and to help and serve fledgling civilizations like ourselves, which are at the point where we can make huge breakthroughs instead of breakdowns. So let's be part of the breakthrough and join the People's Disclosure Movement. I present to you here some very useful links about uh, resources that you can look up to learn how to make contact, to find people that are near you that might be doing the same thing because we humans are very social animals and like to be part of, of a group, and uh, as well as other resources that are part of our active community right, that, right now. Uh, please you know, give them a look, give them a listen, uh, join us. What I'd like to present now is a short video clip of actual contact that myself and our team um, made in Joshua Tree, California in 2017 as part of our uh, ET Let's Talk ET contract, contact retreat. Now, this video is, is very special because it's not unlike video that's been captured by many hundreds and thousands of our teams over the last almost 12 years that we've been making contact. Uh, this contact has come in very many diverse and creative ways, uh, ranging from telepathic messages from the star beings, uh, as well as weird electrical phenomenon in response to our contact, uh, as well as, uh, let's say, touches on our shoulder or our knee uh, or, or other methods. It, there's just been a diversity of it all. And we're lucky every now and then to capture some video and capture some photographs. So this next very short video will be what uh, our team experienced and was allowed for a few minutes to, to capture. This doesn't always happen because uh, it's not un, uh, unknown that when people do try to take video or photographs, sometimes uh, their equipment will man malfunction, batteries will suddenly die out or whatever. And it's kind of clear that there's been some some effort by uh, by our star friends uh, to not be captured on uh, on video or on photo, but in this case, like I say, we were very fortunate that uh, we got this short clip. I think it speaks for itself, and I'm excited to present it to you here. Um, it should be a little bit uh, below. Uh, Vega by now. Well, guide me along below Vega. over here. Uh, so to the right. Yeah, it should be right about there. Oh. 
Because you've seen it, you're watching it move? I was watching it with the night vision. I'm trying to fumble out my binocs now. Is there anyone who did not see that? Negatory. Oh, okay, good. We finally have a really shared event. Yeah. We have a shared event. Yeah. That's big. Saw that. <laughs> Up and out of your seat. Over there and there's So in summary, the People's Disclosure Movement is the largest people-powered movement in the history of Earth, where we ordinary citizens are making the cosmic outreach to those civilizations that are here to serve, to help us move into the golden age of Gaia. And now I would like to talk about the People's Love Alliance. And you might ask, what is that and what has it got to do uh, with the People's Disclosure Movement? Because what I said earlier was that uh, the People's Disclosure Movement and the Love Alliance are two sides of the same coin. It's apparent to me, and in my opinion, that if there's going to ever be any full open contact between these civilizations and the rest of us here on Earth, that a far more stable situa situation on Earth uh, is necessary. Uh, right now, human beings are way too preoccupied with, uh, well, trying to find their next meal. Uh, they're fighting wars. They're, they're fighting the ravages of, of uh, natural things that are happening around them. And so there is a lot of division and hatred that is apparent and I, that I think serves as an obstacle to having a, a more peaceful planet where there would be more of an acceptance of cosmic civilizations coming here openly among us. And again, this is my opinion, as I have looked out and have studied what I see going on in the world from the, the macro level, from the 20,000 foot level. So I asked myself, uh, is there evidence that there are good things happening on earth? Uh, again, as I mentioned before, the media reflects to us a lot of the negativity, but I maintain there are massive movements that do not get enough promotion, enough visibility in the media. But if you know where to look, and especially on the internet, on the internet, there are places to look, you can see the evidence of many of these movements which are working for the betterment of global society in so many different areas. Um, I'll provide some links in a few minutes of places you can see the activities of some of these movements that you may never have heard of. But that's what I like to call the People's Love Alliance. It's a huge umbrella of human-powered goodness, compassion, and kindness. These movements are active in so many areas of, around the world, and they just need some promotion. And you realize after a fashion that it's not just you and 10 of your friends that really care about what's going on, but those 10 of your friends really are like tens and tens of millions of other people that are working for the goals and the values of, of human decency and kindness and building a better world. And therein lies the hope of the future. The People's Love Alliance is building that more stable world, even though it may not be apparent if all we do is just rely on the mass media instead of each other to tell each other good news. But it's building that world that will be uh, a better place for there to be uh, a really quality experience of what the People's Disclosure Movement is creating, which is uh, 
a contact with cosmic civilizations that want to meet us here, right here on Earth, and work with us and continue to co-create uh, a better world for us that thrives, not just survives. So this is the hope that I hold out, that the People's Love Alliance, um, active in so many places and in so many ways, is now more visible to you and that you could take away some hope and some optimism that may not have been there before. My star friends have communicated that, uh, according to them, at least 1 billion people of the Earth's almost 8 billion population have opened their hearts. They call this the great emergence of the heart. And that doesn't mean that all of us have suddenly become saints, but enough of us, uh, and that's a sizable chunk of human beings, have opened up uh, our ability to love or to care about someone other than just ourselves and want a, a better situation for ourselves and for others. Enough of us have done that, that we have some momentum now. And that's what the People's Love Alliance is about. A billion hearts that are working in some way and desiring and putting their intention out there for a better world. And it's uh, associated with their willingness to be part of it in some way. Everybody can play a role. Uh, we're not all Mother Teresa, you know, doing uh, vastly important things like that. But each of us in our own spheres, in our own lives, through our daily small actions that accumulate, do have the ability over time to really, really contribute to the good in the world, to, right into the, the, the quantum field. And it's not just us doing it, but again, it's hundreds of millions of us doing this. We just need to be aware of that and to celebrate that and to not let pessimism rule the day, but instead what I like to call a, a cautious optimism that involves our activity and will have an effect over time. It's the law. It has to have an effect. Energy follows thought. This movement I call goodwill, and it's been called that by some teachers uh, of the human race, uh, goodwill, which is not a passive force, but it's an, an, an active thing where you look for the good and act out of the good wherever that you can find it, even though we know that that's difficult at times. But this goodwill is a force that can change the world. It's actually defined as uh, goodwill is love in action. And here's a, a wonderful quote uh, from a teacher uh, about the power of goodwill as love in action. So you might ask, where are all these millions of do-gooders who uh, I'm supposed to have confidence in that uh, they're, we're all on the same team of, of trying to save the world and, and help the world thrive? Um, I'm presenting here a list of places that you can go to see some of these movements. You can see on this list that uh, the cultural creatives, for example, number 145 million people across the planet. Uh, cultural creatives uh, have as their values 
uh, sustainable values, values of serving other people, of, of altruism, of caring about the environment of the earth and about uh, feeding others and, and having uh, a healthy planet. These are values that will propel us into the future. And there's a lot of people that have been identified through research that, that hold these values. And probably I have to say that 145 million is a conservative number. Um, another example is uh, men and women of goodwill, 100 million people who in their core are practicing the value of goodwill towards others, that love in action that I've been talking about. Um, another example are uh, the blessed unrest, uh, which comes from Paul Hawkins' book, where he identifies more than, I believe at that time when he, the book was written a number of years ago, and it's probably a greater number now, but he identified 2 million or more uh, organizations that are working in positive areas in all parts of the world that uh, are all uplifting humanity, healing, healing things, solving problems, um, all positive actions. And you just have to look at them as an aggregate and go, hey, I didn't know there were that many organizations doing that. Well, thanks to Paul Hawken, who wrote the book, uh, he did that research and identified many of them. And there again, there's a cause for optimism, knowing that those organizations are quietly active and that they don't get the kind of media visibility that uh, more disastrous things that come across our screens um, often do. But just know they're there, they're working daily, and in time, good things are going to be happening even more that are visible. There is also the Avaz Global Community, which uh, today numbers about 70 million people in all countries of the world. Avaz does not take any money from governments or corporate sponsors, but instead relies on the donations of its members only. And what do these members do? They are all working across national boundaries with each other for positive campaigns in the area of ecology, of politics, of social movement, to do something better, to, to use the goodwill, this love in action, to create better conditions in all these different areas. Members in Avaz help each other across these uh, boundaries. Uh, and if you go to the website there, avaz.org, you can see a lot of examples of the different campaigns that have been really successful since Avaz was, was founded in, in 2007. Again, 70 million people that you may never have heard of that really care about the future of the world and have joined together in the Avaz community uh, to do something positive. Now, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if the mass media were featuring the work of these groups every day and kind of like flipping things around to where um, on a half hour news broadcast, for example, you get 25 minutes of all this good news from all these different areas of, uh, of the world, uh, from all these different groups, and then five minutes maybe of, of bad news instead of what is the opposite right now. Uh, what a difference that would make in the climate of this planet. What a, uh, an inspiring upsurge of hope there would be among people um, instead of the negativity and the depression that comes with listening to nothing but the onslaught of, of bad news. There are places on the internet which are featuring good news, uh, many websites uh, where you can see the effects in all these different areas, scientific, ecological, uh, financial, social, and, and so on, where people are active 
and, and making a difference. Uh, I present uh, as one example, uh, the Facebook group that uh, I and my friends founded called Good News Every Day. Uh, I know I realize not everyone is on Facebook, but if you are, uh, go ahead and check out Good News Every Day, where we publish uh, posts that highlight from all over the world uh, actions that made something bad into something that was better by an act of human hot kindness, ingenuity, and goodwill. And this is just the kind of nurturing that we need. Imagine with your um, morning beverage of choice, instead of just looking at all the headlines or listening to the headlines or watching of all the dire things going on in the world, instead, you would go to a place like Good News Every Day or some other site that is similar to it and feed yourself, you know, your breakfast, nurture yourself at the start of your day with positive news that comes into your heart and really feeds your soul and uplifts you instead of drags you down right away and makes you wonder, why, why am I bothering doing this? Look, the, the world's just going to pot, you know, going to hell. Um, and you have the power to choose the news that you get. And that's why these good news websites are uh, performing a, a real good thing for all of us. And they're just waiting there for us to check out what, what they have to offer. And so I encourage people to, to feed themselves every day a great diet of, of good news and see what, even if a little bit of a change every day, what, how that, that will, might change your attitude and your perspective on the world and give you more reasons for uh, going out there with enthusiasm rather than letting the bad news beat you down. So good news every day can be found uh, again on Facebook, as well as many other links. So in summary, I've been talking about the people's disclosure movement, which is us humans reaching out to our cosmic visitors and forming a relationship that's based on goodwill and on love so that we can co-create a golden age on earth and the people's love alliance, which is us humans reaching out to each other to establish right human relations through goodwill uh, with each other in a horizontal fashion. And these two movements again work together. As the People's Love Alliance succeeds in creating a more beautiful, stable earth environment, and I'm not saying this will happen overnight, this is a process, but just know that uh, no effort is lost. Every day can make a difference and until the day that we finally succeed. But this People's Love Alliance is doing its part by creating the conditions where the people's disclosure movement, the contact with our star families can more quickly bring about their full open contact with us. And I hope that uh, I've made this understandable. If there's any uh, questions that anybody has or any comments, any feedback, you can always contact me at uh, Costa at etletstalk.com. So I leave you with a vision of the future that involves you and all of your friends on this planet and that uh, gives us all a reason for 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 uh, keeping on keeping on uh, instead of despairing thank you very much for your attention and i look forward to the, the the new future that we are creating together thank you